0: Welcome to this special podcast series on creating healthy workplaces, brought to you by WELCOSA, the Wellness Council of South Africa. My name is Dr. Martin Combring, founder and director of Wellcosa and a wellness strategist. This series of podcasts features international renowned experts in the field of health and wellness in the workplace, and these speakers will impart their knowledge, insight, and wisdom in the field of workplace wellness to listeners around the world. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You will learn from international workplace experts about the latest insight, knowledge and innovations on how to create healthy workplaces for all. I'm very honored and pleased to have with me today William, or as everybody knows him, Bill McPeck which is a solution matter expert with a focus on employer health and well-being. Will currently works as an international consultant trainer and coach, and is a workplace health and wellness stalwart. He previously served as um, information integration manager for Viridian Health Management, and as director of employer health and safety with Maine State Government, where he focused on employer wellness, employer safety, and the state's employer assistance program, the EAPs. Bill has experience working with large and small employers in both the public and the private sectors. He has also authored and co-authored a number of articles published in both professional and trade publications and book chapters. Bill earned his Bachelor of Arts in Sociology from the Hofstra University and uh, Hampstead, I think it is, New York, and the Master of Social Work from the Boston College Graduate School of Social Work, Massachusetts. His current areas of interest and research includes worksite wellness for the small and micro organizations, behavior change and applications of positive psychology at the workplace. And he will be talking today on us a very important and interesting topic Understanding the Concept of a Healthy Workplace. Welcome, Bill.
1: Thank you very much, Martin. I'm honored to uh, be here as part of the WALCOSA uh, Summit. And I'm really excited about sharing the concept of a healthy workplace uh, with the audience. So uh, as I um, am known to say, uh, both online and and in print, it's not an either or situation in my mind. You can't just work to create healthy employees because so much of our health and our well-being is influenced by the context in which uh, we're finding ourselves or wh- where it's taking place. And, I, and right now we're talking about the workplace. So I, I think we have to, as a field of worksite wellness that we have to work just as hard, to create healthy organizations. And I use the word healthy in the very broadest sense of the word, um, as we do to create uh, healthy, happy, and engaged employees. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges uh, we face uh, today is the whole challenge of terminology. And what do we mean by a healthy workplace? And what do we mean by health, wellness, and well-being? Unfortunately, there's no consensus definition as to what these different terms mean. So that I think is creating some issues for us. So when I talk about a healthy organization, um, as I think I've said, I I use it in the broadest sense of the word. But Mm. if you look at healthy organization literature from a historical point of view, uh, a healthy organization was basically considered an organization that made a profit if it was for a for-profit organization, or it was an organization that was financially stable if it was a nonprofit organization. And that's all well and good, but I think in today's day and age, we have to take a much broader view of that. So I describe a healthy organization as being an organization that's making a profit or is financially stable, and it's a great place to work. I think you need to have both. So a great place to work, and, and that's a, a copyrighted term, at least here in the States uh, where I'm based. So, uh, I, I But I basically consider a great place to work to simply mean a workplace that is humanized or is people centered or a people first workplace. Mm-hmm. So as I said, there's no consensus definition for Health, wellness, or well-being, and I, and I think that's uh, problematic. Uh, health is not just about physical health, but it involves other uh, domains as well or dimensions. And there are multiple determinants of health. One of the issues I think today with worksite wellness is that we're focusing pretty much solely on the physical health, and and that, from my perspective, leaves a lot to be desired. Mm. Uh, Don't be surprised if I use wellness and well-being interchangeably uh, during the course of my presentation because I think they're the same thing. They are both holistic in nature, and they both uh, involve multiple dimensions. If you look at the published models of wellness and well-being, you can see considerable overlap between the two. So I use them interchangeably. Uh, If you want to dig deeper. Uh, into this uh, area of definitions and models. I have a series of articles on the focus of wellness today, and you can find those on easingarticles.com and just do a search for my, under my name, uh, William, Mm -hmm. not Bill. And you will, you'll be able to come up with those articles. Uh, There's an interesting quote from one of the gurus, if you will, of healthy organizations is a, a uh, gentleman by the name of Graham Lowe out of Canada. And he wrote a book back in 2010 called Creating Healthy Organizations. And he wrote that the, the determinants of health are based on decades of research on the determinants of population health. And they show that for people to thrive, they must be in environments that enable them to realize their full potential. And that's one of the reasons why I say that we have to work on both the individual and the organization. Mm. So organizational health uh, involves uh, a whole number of different uh, areas, and it relates to job stress, job satisfaction, uh, burnout, which is a huge area today in employees, uh, general overall health, fatigue, uh, and some of the specific Diseases such as hypertension uh, and others, um, metabolic syndrome, et cetera, uh, Hmm. all can be tied back to the health of the organization according to the research. So, uh, to give you, to give the audience sort of a perspective, I've got the two different definitions, or I've got two different definitions of a healthy organization that I would like to share. One is from Patrick Lencioni who is a management uh, consultant or organizational consultant. And and he divides the healthy organization into two qualities, a smart organization, which he calls good at business fundamentals, such as strategy, marketing, finance, sales, and technology, and an organization that's also healthy. And he Mm. describes that as being an organization that experiences minimal politics and confusion, has high levels of morale and productivity, and has low turnover of good employees. The key there, I think, is that in his definition, there's nothing about the physical health of the employee. It's all about these other areas of importance as it relates to the relationship between the employee and the organization. Dr. Lowe, uh, whom I mentioned a moment ago, defines the healthy organization as a vibrant workplace where employees are engaged, inspired, and relationships, resources, and systems all enable collaboration, positive culture, inspired, and shared leadership. Again, mm-hmm. it's it's that much bigger, broader, much bigger or broader view. So I, I think the challenge from a terminology perspective is that each organization and each practitioner. Within the field of worksite wellness, has to, or the worksite well being, has to determine for themselves just what these terms mean and then how these terms are operationalized in the workplace. And obviously, if an organization has a full time or part time uh, wellness practitioner, then there needs to be alignment between the practitioner's uh, definition and, and description. And the organization or senior leadership's uh, definition and description. So the, the, the terminology really, you know, has to take center stage. We can't, from my perspective, the last at least here in the states, the last 40 years of our existence in worksite wellness has been primarily focused on individual health and individual behavior change. And my perspective is that we can no longer ignore the issue of organizational health or organization health. Organizational health and employee health are inextricably linked. They cannot be separated. The organization influences employee health and well-being just as much as the employee health and well-being influences the organization.
0: Paul, well, can I cut, cut in there? Sorry. Sure, please. <laughs> that, is, um, that is so amazing. It is such a, a powerful statement that, um, you know, that um, we have to absolutely look at the organizational health as well, because I think, um, talking from experience from South Africa, that most organizations are um, ignoring that and just focusing on, on the employee health and to add on to that the physical aspect of it and not much more. Um, So definitely, I agree with you. Um, One of the things um, that I actually found very interesting to say that um, according to some research, we know that it is very unlikely for employers will become healthy in an unhealthy workplace.
1: Yeah, that's one of my favorite lines. I mean, as, Mm. as worksite wellness professionals, why would we ever expect an individual to become healthy in an unhealthy workplace? It's, yeah you know there's always going to be the exception to the rule and you know some people can become healthy despite the organization. but it, gee, it's a whole lot easier if we're, if we're working to, to create a healthy organization the same time we're creating healthy employees.
0: Absolutely. Sorry. The, sorry for interruption. No <laughs>
1: no not, not at all. please do it, it. It's much nicer to have a conversation than it is to just you know be a talking head. <laughs> but uh, the the other thing that w- the other thing we're seeing here in the states is that the worksite wellness field is evolving away from slowly but surely but evolving away from a focus just on physical health to what is commonly being called well-being and mm-hmm. if we if that could, and I think that's going to gain traction and I think that's going to continue and if it does, then it's going to become incumbent upon the worksite wellness community to, to not only look at employee health and well-being at work, but also health and well-being outside of work. Because just as the you can't separate the employee from the organization, you can't separate any longer. You can't separate the employee from home life. Because so much of what we do today is knowledge work, and it's not being on an assembly line making a widget. And you're not there for eight hours, but you, you take home work with you, um, you take work home with you, but you also bring stuff from home to work. And if, if things aren't well in the broader sense of the term, then that's going to impact on the level of engagement that employee has at work. And that's Mm. what it's all about. I mean, you know, we're not not paid to show up at work. We're paid to add value. And if we can't add value, that creates real issues uh, for the employer. So Mm. we're going to see increasingly uh, terms like thriving and flourishing. And also here in the States, there's an initiative that's probably, oh, maybe about 10 years old now. Uh, called Total Worker Health that comes out of the uh, Centers for Disease Control, National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health. So we're really beginning to see a blending of the uh, physical health and the the well-being. And I personally, um, I think that's a good thing.
0: Mm. Well, that was actually one of my questions. I wanted to ask you about the total workers health. Um, But anyway, you covered that. Now, if I can just come back to what you said about not only in the workplace, but also the home life. um, Can we extend that also to say that, um, you know, in in South Africa, we've got a term um, Ubuntu, which means um, I am healthy and I can only be healthy if you are healthy. So that extends it to the community as well, almost.
1: It does. A lot of the well-being models uh, do have a uh, dimension or a domain uh, for community. Uh, and, and we all, again, I, I don't know about South Africa, but mm. I'd be surprised if it's not the case. But an employer has a huge impact uh, on a community and plays a huge role in, in a community. So it only makes sense that well-being be expanded to include the relationship between the employer or the workplace and the community. Many organizations today are doing what is called corporate social responsibility. And that's just a big word for, or a couple of big words for having employees volunteer in the community or do things that are community-based. So that's uh, an important area.
0: Hmm. I would agree. Please continue.
1: All righty. So if we we talk about total well-being, that means we have to take, as I've said several times, we have to take a dualistic approach to what we Hmm. do. We have to focus at the individual, but we also have to focus at the systemic level. And that's just another word for uh, systemic is just another word for we got to focus at the workplace. We got to focus at, at the community. Everything is interconnected, so we got to we got to work at multiple levels. At the individual level, uh, as I've said, we're evolving away from the physical health issue just alone. So w- we need to look at uh, value, the employee values, beliefs, knowledge, skills, abilities, practices, and behaviors and opportunities to practice the new skills and um, knowledge that they're learning. Within the educational community today, there's a term called continuous uh, learning, and Mm -hmm. it it clearly applies uh, in the organization uh, as well. So that's the individual approach. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, At the systemic level, uh, we talked about communities, but also friends. There's considerable research by, uh, I believe, a researcher at Harvard, um, Christopher Christakis and uh, Fowler, I can't think of what his first name is, at Yale, that talk about the impact that uh, friendships and relationships have on health. And they've done some amazing uh, networking um, research. Mm -hmm. And our family, we've talked about that a little bit already. Uh, Family wellness is an emerging area. Uh, here in the states that employers are beginning to uh, tackle and look at for that very reason. Because you can't separate the worker from the home uh, anymore. And many workers are also working at home today too, which is another whole uh, issue um, as well. So we need to look at it from the systems point of view as well. So from a worksite wellness perspective. We therefore need to look at the impact of the workplace on the employee just as much as we need to look at the impact of the employee on the workplace.